0: How are you guys doing? How have your weeks been? I mean, we gotta be getting close to finals, right? How, how many of you have finals in like a week? Has does anyone, does anyone already had finals? Anyone already had finals? No one's had finals yet, okay. So in a week, right? One week we've got finals coming up. Well, does anybody know how long it is actually till Christmas? How many days? 19 days I heard 20 up here 19 days till Christmas everyone's excited right relatives will be coming to town eating dinner with all your relatives long conversations with your grandparents that fun aunt or uncle who always comes up and pinches your cheeks right uh And so as we're continuing in this series, as we're getting closer to Christmas here, as you guys can see, our series is the Christ of Christmas. Christ of Christmas. Uh, And so Brad talked a little bit last week about this, and he broke down what it meant the word Emmanuel. He brought up the word Emmanuel and how it meant God with us. And I think I have it up there, maybe. It'll come. Uh, and, And how... How Christ in Christmas is about God coming down into human form as a child, as a baby of Mary and Joseph to be with us, to live with a personal connection with us. As he is the all-powerful, all-knowing God of the universe, he at the same time was a child, no different than we were as childs, no different than we are now. And so we're going to delve into what this means a little bit more this week and take a look, uh, again, at an example of what it means for God to be with us now and what that means when we talk about the Christ of Christmas and the story of it. Uh, But before we delve in too deep, uh, I want to talk a little bit about my Christmas experiences usually. Uh, How many of us have someone that we usually respect a lot in our lives, right? Who do we respect in our lives usually? parents. We respect our parents. We respect grandparents, Jesus, our small group leaders. Shout out to our small group leaders. You've got respect, right? We, we, We respect those close to us, those who've lived life longer than us usually, those who are elders, those who've grown, Right? Um, Growing up for myself during the Christmas season, one of the things that I always enjoyed was the fact that my dad, my granddad, and my uncle always came together. Anytime we'd have Christmas, we'd meet up at one of our houses, we'd sit down, we'd have Christmas dinner, or during Thanksgiving, we'd have Thanksgiving dinner. And afterwards, they would all go into the living room, and they'd sit down, and they'd discuss the Bible. The reason that I enjoyed this so much was I had such respect for them. I still do to this day. My dad spent many years in college studying the Bible and became a pastor when he graduated. My granddad has been a pastor of a church for almost his entire life, being 64, I believe now, and is still a pastor up in Ponca, Nebraska. Uncle was a history professor for college and is a pastor in Wyoming and Lander. These are three people that I have an unbelievable amount of respect for. But at the same time, up as a 10-year-old child going in to the living room and sitting down, I kind of didn't have a connection with what they were talking about. I understood that when they sat down and to talk about the Bible, that they were talking about something really important. and I wanted to be a part of that conversation, but I didn't feel like for myself I had much of a connection with it because to me, I sat there and I saw them as these highly respected figures in my life that I didn't know how they got there. I didn't understand what they did in their lives that brought them to that point. And so as I grew up, I learned more myself and I grew myself and I gained more knowledge and wisdom myself to the point where I can sit in on those conversations now and I can have that personal connection and relationship with them that I didn't before because I didn't understand them in their fullness and who they were and what they learned and how they grew into the people that I respected them as now. And so what we're going to look at tonight is something very similar. Oftentimes I feel like we can take people that we respect, our parents, our grandparents, Jesus, and we can elevate them In a way that causes a disconnect that isn't good for us. In a way where, yes, we have a respect for them. And yes, it's a healthy respect. But we cause a disconnect because we tell ourselves, how can I ever understand? How can I ever get to a point where I can grasp what they're saying and why they're saying it? And so I feel like oftentimes when we look at the Christ of the Christmas story, this is kind of the problem. As Brad talked about last week, Jesus' birth in and of itself is miraculous. It's so hard for us to comprehend Jesus being fully God, yet at the same time an infant. And when we try to wrap our brains around it, sometimes it's easier if we make a disconnect. But that's not good. That's not what God, as a matter of fact, that's the Opposite of why God came down and became a child, He wanted us to have a connection with Him. He wanted us to be personal. He wanted to be with us. God with us. I love that song that we sang right at the end because it points out that God very much is a holy being, in an immeasurable, unfathomable, being, but at the same time is unbelievably loving and caring and wants a connection with us. More than just words on a page or a story that every single year, because it's the season, because it's our tradition or what we do, but because he wants to be with us. And that's what we're looking at when we're looking at something like Christ of Christmas. And so what we're going to be looking at specifically tonight is an example of Jesus's life when he was young. Not a baby, not an infant, not in ministry, but idle. And how much of a connection we have with him as a human and as he is God. And how that is personal and how this story is not supposed to disconnect but a deeper connection for us. And so we're gonna be diving into Luke, and you guys can turn there if you've got your Bibles or your phone, your app, you can go to Luke chapter two. And we're gonna be diving into what it means to have that connection, God with us here in the present. And so as we begin to look into the book of Luke, I'll give you a brief recap. The book of Luke, written by Luke, uh, the author of Acts, if we look at the beginning of Luke, if we look at Luke 1, chapter, or chapter 1, verse 1, we can see that Luke wrote this book to give an orderly account of Jesus' life. Just like Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's giving an account of Jesus' life when he was born to his death and resurrection on the cross. And so when he's writing this, he says that he's writing it for Thermopolis. Who is Thermopolis? Thermopolis was a funder of Luke. Someone that actually provided him with money and means to go around, collect eyewitness accounts of what happened in Jesus' life and compile in an orderly manner so that way it is easy to understand what happened in Jesus' life and is an accurate account of it. And so we're going to be looking specifically at Luke chapter 2 verses 40 through few, And this is an orderly account of Jesus' life as a child, one of the last accounts before Jesus goes and starts his ministry. And so you can turn there and it'll be up in the screen. We're going to start with Luke 2, verse 40. And it reads And the child grew and became strong, he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. listening to them, asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answer. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them, obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom stature and in favor with God and man. So we're going to go back through, and we're going to put this down for us here. A couple things I want you guys to pay attention to when we go through, though. Look at Jesus' relationship as a child Not only as a child of God, but as a child of man. As a child of Mary and Joseph. And see how he acts. See how he responds. And so we start, Luke begins with that, verse 40. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Oftentimes when we look at the story of Christmas, we know that we're getting into Jesus coming to the earth to bring us salvation, to set us free from our own sin. But he himself was not born completely ready. He had to grow. He had to be filled with wisdom. Just like any of us as a child, just like my father, my granddad, and my uncle were once children. They went to school. They learned. They grew up. They gained the experience, wisdom, and God was with him. Just like any of us grew up with our teachers and our parents, so did he, Luke points out here. And then we look at 41 and we get into our story here. He says, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem, for the festival of the Passover. I want to stop right there and do a little bit of a background here for you. The festival of the Passover was a tradition in the Jewish community. To Jesus at the time, this would have been something that he would have every single year, very much like we celebrate Christmas. The Passover was a reminder for the Jewish community that when they were set free of Pharaoh in Egypt with Moses and God, that that was God's salvation from slavery for them. And in this, the, it's called the Passover, because Jesus told Moses to tell the people that he was going to take the firstborn of every house in the land. And they were to take a land, and paint the blood of the lamb over the top of their door. And this was called the Passover lamb. And when, Jesus, or, and, when the, and when God saw the blood of the lamb on the door, he would pass over the house, and they would be safe. So this festival is a reminder for the Jewish community of God's salvation from Egypt for them, setting them free of that, and letting them have going into Israel, their own country, and starting new lives with God. And so as they go into this, verse 42, when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So first off, how many of you have ever ran away from your parents? I used to do it anytime my mom wanted to take me to the grocery store. Every time she wanted to go shop, I would immediately stop, at the car, and I would bolt a block up the hill because I didn't want to go to the grocery store. I wanted to stay home. Very much, Jesus had a purpose in what he went for a reason. He stayed in Jerusalem even though his parents left, and his parents didn't know. And so we read on, and we get to figure out why. 44, thinking he was in their company, traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. So something really interesting here to look at is he points out three days in particular it took them to find him. Jerusalem from Nazareth was about a 20-mile hike or stretch that they would have had to do with it. That's about a day's journey. So when they found out, once they got back to Nazareth, that Jesus wasn't with them, that was a one-day journey trip that they had already made of 20 miles. And then the next day, they had to make the 20-mile journey again all the way back to Jerusalem looking for him. And when they got back to Jerusalem looking for him, on the third day, they found him in the temple courts. A lot of hiking for parents to do. That's a lot of searching. But how many of us would our own parents go out and look for us if we ran away? Go out and find us if we were lost? Just lived a life of a child like none of us ever have. But at the same time, grew up learning with experiences and parents exactly like each of us did in a connect with us that had never had before. And so as we look at this, we get to see their response as they found them. Verse 46, after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. His response to them, verse 49, Why were you searching for me? He asked, Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Just like any of us here growing up, if we ran away from a home, if we got injured or hurt or lost, our parents cared for us. And they worried about us. But at the same time, When we did something amazing or something that they looked at us and said, I'm glad that you did that. I'm glad that you chose to do this. We get two responses from his parents here. One, they're astonished that their son is sitting in the temple courts knowing that he is the son of God, the son of the Holy Spirit, but learning about God, the Scripture, But at the same time, they were worried. They were anxious because they didn't know where he had been. Just like any of our parents would have for us. However, the response points out something far more important as well in his own life. He says, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? This points out that even as a child, Jesus understood why he was born. Why he was here. At the age of 12, he knew who his heavenly father was. And as we look at verse 51 and 52, show that Jesus has an understanding and a respect for both of his parents. It says, Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in his heart. What about this is as a child at the age of 12, Jesus understood that God was his heavenly father. But just as God was his heavenly father, Joseph and Mary were his parents. And he bade them. He was obedient to them. Submitted himself to them and went back to Nazareth. Just as God commands each of us to, so did Jesus live his life. And it ends in verse 52 with the same way that Luke started. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus was as very much the son of God as he was a son of man. He wasn't just someone that is an infallible God with ultimate power that we can't. He was a child at the age of 12, just like any of us, Who ran away from his parents, stayed in Jerusalem, and obeyed them the same. Submitted himself to his earthly parents and to his heavenly father. Just like each of us needs to do. When we look at the story of the Christ of Christmas, oftentimes I can do this and you can do this. Where we want to make a disconnect. You say... I understand it's about Jesus' birth. I understand it's about the miraculous miracle that God came down into a human form. But we lose sight of how personal a connection that was meant to be, that God was with us and God is with us. Emmanuel. The Christmas story is so important to us because it's not just about God coming to earth It's about him being with us and coming for us, to die for us. And so, as you think about this Christmas season, as you reflect on what the Christmas story means and what it means for Christ of Christmas, we need to reflect on that Jesus wasn't just a person. He wasn't just God but he was God with us both here with a personal connection for you, for your life. Not just for this page, not just for the words on it, but for you. As we go to small groups tonight, as we begin to reflect on this, I want you to think about what that means for yourself, that Jesus Christ was born a child but was full of God. And he, this was intentionally so he could have a personal connection with you, in your life, today, tomorrow, yesterday.